Welcome to Remember When. I remember I was at his house. I, I can remember specifically. Do you recall uh, when you got yours? Remember when they played that? Remember I remember that. Basic. I remember yep. that. Then I remember, um, still remember. I remember us. I remember that. I remember that. I remember, I remember, but, I remember uh, that. So I remember that. As he, he was a star when he was eating uh, a bologna sandwich at a truck stop. Guns N' Roses versions of White Christmas. That's not a thing. <laughs> Have you heard Guns N' Roses White Christmas? I remember um, you felt horrible. and I was, That was a I real did. happy. No. And, and he's performing like 200 dates a year. <laughs> I mean, hair metal needed to die when it died. Wasn't there, a, Steve, wasn't there something with a dog? Break down really quick. Warren Cherry Pie versus, versus uh, GNR, uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> All right, we are back for another episode of Remember When. This is Scott Wood along with my co-host Steve Fisher. What is going on, man? I got some good old loving and I got some more in store, baby. <laughs> All right, we are coming up. This is going to come out and post on Friday. We are talking, actually recording this a day after a uh, exciting day in uh, Michigan football. <laughs> uh, nothing like seeing our Wolverines. Uh, just absolutely destroy the Spartans yesterday. So that was a good win. I don't know if you watched it at all. I didn't. Um, I've been watching a lot of the games, but we were just busy yesterday. I didn't watch uh, hardly any football. So watched a little bit of that Penn State game, but uh, what's tracking the Michigan game and good for the Wolverines, I guess, is uh, what's left. Ohio State, of course. Is there anybody else left for Michigan? Uh, they're at Indiana this coming Saturday, so that'll actually be a tough test, I think. Yeah. Uh, Indiana's not a bad team, and no. then you've just got, unfortunately, um, I hate to say it, but you just got the unstoppable force. Uh, <laughs> the Buckeyes, I mean, they're a machine. Um, I don't know what else to say. I've lived down here for five years. Um, my son just turned 17. Uh, Michigan has beat Ohio State twice in his entire lifetime. So it's it's tough, man. I know you lived right there. You worked for the university for a long time. And I don't think you ever really truly converted, though, did you? No, I, I couldn't. I just I just couldn't. Um, I loved Ohio State for working there and going there. But uh, let's let's face it, though. I didn't go. I went to like two games and that was like in like the late 90s. So I it I was not strong either way. But I just refused to give up. My Michigan, just because I came from the state, I, I just and, and grew up a Michigan fan, and everybody from Ohio assumed you had to abandon that, and I just wouldn't. So, uh, which of course was easy to do early on when I lived there because Michigan was on top. Right. Uh, the last, just like you said, well, however old, old Blake is, only twice in that many years, uh, it's been, it's not been good for the last almost twenty years now. I think, right? Oh, it's been bad. Yeah. Weren't you? Didn't you have a good? Didn't you like live by him or didn't you have a good like John Cooper story or am I just. Oh, no. Well, yeah. So the, what I always say is when people like, oh, well, like, how, how close were you? I said, well, 
our street would have would put up on Friday nights uh, no parking like the city would put up no parking signs on one side of the street because the other side was just packed because it was all the football fans would park on our street. So, um, yeah, John Cooper, who was the coach of uh, of Ohio State for years, he yeah, he lived. Uh, I saw him at Whole Foods once. First time we saw him. I was I was out with my mom and we we're taking a walk and um, this, this we were with the kids and my kids and then this elderly guy older guy was walking his dog and talking to us and I noticed he had an, like a, like a Texas accent and then as he walked away I'm like he had some really nice Nikes on like some really nice uh, Buckeye <laughs> color Nikes not something I would have thought uh, inside so anyway, of Wikipedia and yeah that he he's from Texas and he lives there and stuff so yeah you'd see him I mean Jim Trussell who was the next coach and we we're sitting next to him one time at a restaurant. Um, you know, I, I was again with my mom, strangely. And I'm like, uh, that's, that's the head football coach for Ohio state. So I guess Woody Hayes lived like a street over from where one time guy was out blowing, blowing leaves in my yard or something. The guy who parked there is like, I used to go to Woody's son's house, you know, to Woody's house. Cause he and his son and I are good friends and right over there. I'm like, okay, that's that's cool, you know. So, uh, yeah, a lot of history there, and yeah, we were in the we were in the <laughs> thick of it. Just was never my thing. This the stadium was east of us, and uh, it just when the games were going on, you just had to go west because anything east would just be insane congestion. Yeah, John Cooper, my all time favorite Buckeye coach. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, of course, and, and yeah, right, and and not beloved <laughs> around, not beloved around uh, uh, Columbus for those same those same reasons. I'm sure you know you go into only two games uh, in your whole uh, college career at Ohio State, and all the uh, opportunities or tickets you actually had. I'm sure you know we kind of talked on previous episodes. You uh, donating plasma for cash. I'm sure some of those tickets probably got you uh, a few uh, concert tickets, right? <laughs> or or help pay my make my uh, my rent payment back in the, the the leaner days and whatever else. So um, yeah. I was always, even before you know, everything was digital, I was amazed at what people, I, I remember one time meeting a woman at a coffee shop and the number of $100 bills she handed to me, and in exchange, I gave her two pieces of cardboard, which was actually the Michigan game. Um, but I was just always amazed at that. Now, concerts, right? For me, different, oh. different story. Right, different story. Oh, yeah, I'll pay that. No problem. I won't even think twice about it. But for those those Buckeyes games, I just that was just one thing that I never – we never got into. And, and of course, and of course, you know the, the the tickets you sold were always, you know, you, you sold them at face value, correct? That's what I mean. Yes, when I say uh, when I did I say hundred dollar bills, they were they were singles and uh, a couple, right. couple five. Right. They, you know, and this was they 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 started where the uh, the, the premium games would cost more and everything, which totally made sense, right? Um, but sure. it was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I, I tell you what, I, it was fun. It was fun to be around. Like it was like, I always liked if they're doing good, you know, just the general, like people would be happy. <laughs> it's not like Detroit. It's not, I mean, sorry, it's not unlike Detroit yeah. when, you know, teams are doing good. Uh, you know, if you live in Ann Arbor, I'm sure it's the same thing, right? Teams doing good. There's just a general happiness. Teams not doing good, you know, Monday morning after a loss would be always be uh, pretty disappointing. Look up the record books, November 10th, 2007 was the Saturday my first son Winston was born and Buckeyes were undefeated uh, coming into that Saturday. There was a home game 
And um, which was a real concern. Luckily, well, luckily, unluckily, Jody went into early labor. So we were already there for a couple of days because we had like the, the contingency plan. If she went into labor on a game day Saturday, it's like impossible to get there to the hospital because I should say they were born at all my kids were born at the Ohio State Medical Center and now the Wexner Medical Center. Um, yep. But uh, I remember um, he was born in the morning on that Saturday. Buckeyes were undefeated. They're playing Illinois. And like, I heard people talking like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, you know, something really bad happened. And then um, Illinois beat them that year, right? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's where I was going is. Yeah. I said, no way, no way did Illinois win. And sure enough, you know, so uh, I don't know if that's good luck for him, bad luck for him, whatever. But uh, yeah, he was. I think it's good luck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. (laughs) Well, hey, uh, transition from school. We're not going to talk higher education today. Uh, another theme here. We uh, we talked vacations and road trips last week. I actually got a couple texts and uh, some people thought our stories were, were pretty funny. And uh, this week we're going to go back in time and discuss some school subjects. And, you know, this could be elementary. It could be junior high, middle school, high school. What were some of our favorite classes that we took? Maybe some of our unfavorite classes that we took as well. Um, I thought this would be kind of a fun one. You brought this one up. Uh, you want to kind of go ahead and start with this one? Yeah, sure. I can. Um, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> like I joke um, with my mom, who and we'll probably get into some of this, uh, who it just at one point in high school had just said, please, please just go to college. Don't don't be a failure. I, I literally wanted to go to pro wrestling school. We had that conversation. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to to figure out what I wanted to do. But I laugh with my mom. I have three college degrees. Again, man, great credit to Ohio State. You know, some of the employee tuition benefits and so forth. Great, great opportunities I was afforded. Um, but uh, I laugh with my mom and say, and, and I guess my point there is, I love school. Like I, I love co- like I loved college. I was working on a on another degree uh, when I when I left Ohio State slowly online because it's just I I love learning and I love reading still today but uh, that was not in my head uh, where I was as a teenager and so forth but uh, I so most of mine has been in retrospect to look back and say hey I liked you know this subject or I like this teacher I like learning this but when I was in the throes of it, especially middle school, high school, I was not a fan of, of much of any of it. Social loved it. Social loved it. Socially, I loved the athletics in, in school, but not a lot of the, the subjects. But um, yeah, well, I was going to say, for, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, was, I, you know, I, was, I was just going to say, I think we're kind of on opposite spectrums there. Again, uh, I, I probably started out uh, younger. Uh, Loving school. What's that? What's that movie? Was it with Brad Pitt? He like is born an old man, and he oh button button something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's me because I think when I was born and I went into I went into school. I first of all I I I, I loved school. I probably had the and I'm not just tooting my own horn. I had the best handwriting of any kid. My handwriting was so. I mean, it was you so did. nice and neat. You did. I love school. And, and, but and, hold, hold on. But you oh, had, yeah. You remember that? You remember that? Oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. So you had the good handwriting, but you held the pan, you had, you held the pencil wrong. Oh, and I still do. I still do. They gave me those, if anyone remembers, there's like these little rubber 
like uh, they're like placeholders for your fingers. They're like almost like erasers, but they've got holes in them and you slide it on the pencil. And it's so you hold your pencil right. And um, they tried to correct me for years and I'm like, nope, I'm going to do it my way. And I, yeah, I just basically like palm my, my pencil and I still do it to this day. I almost like write people say you left handed. No, I'm right handed, but I just write weird. But I love, I mean, I loved writing. I, I loved reading. I loved to draw. Um, and as I got older, you know, I think the social part kind of took over as we got into high school. It's okay to get a B here and there. I'm not that wound up. Then I got to college. Let's just get through it. And I, and I give you tons of credit for continuing to go back to school because it was like, man, once I got out of college, if you told me I had to like take a class or sit through something again, I mean, I have a hard time today. Like if I have to go to like a training class or something for, for work, I mean, I just can't, I can't sit there, man. I cannot sit there more than an hour. My attention span is just not there, man. So like I have gone like the other way, like I'm like, like you got more sophisticated. I've just got dumber as I've got older. Um, I've just got become more primitive. I've become more of a caveman. Uh, I just, I can't do it. So I give you tons of credit to, to continuing to do that and still liking it. Cause I just don't have the focus, man. I can't do it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I love, man. I've, I've joked like if I could just get paid to go to school, I I'm, I'm all in. Um, so, uh, oh, that's funny. It's funny. I almost didn't get hired in my last job. I mean, this is a true story because, um, the, it, it's a funny story because, uh, my, my, my VP who hired me, um, she, you know, I interviewed really well, but like one of the things she did, she was not that impressed with was the fact is, you know, uh, tell me the last book you read. <laughs> And my response was, and my response was, well, probably the Bible because I don't really read. And and it's funny, like even like my, uh, yeah, I really don't read. And then like um, it's funny, like there's a couple years where like she would get us like self help books, right? Like uh, sales motivational right, books right, right, or whatever. Right. I mean, and um, and I remember like a couple Christmases ago, and it's a good book. It's it was it was about a it was a prospecting book, and um, she she sent everyone on the team uh, these books. So so Wendy, if you're listening out there, you know you know what I'm talking about. But she she'd always say you know it's a really good book, and it it is. But then she'd say, I know you don't really read much, but <laughs> check out chapter check out chapter five on oh, this prospecting oh. book. <laughs> so it's just so it, it's well it's well known that I'm just not a reader, you know. Oh, that's I'm funny. a people. I'm a I'm a people person, Steve. You know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Because so, see, I I would love I would love to do a podcast on books at some point, but that's where we'll have to have the third person in. Just like I know. Well, I, well hold on, it'd hold be, on. It'd be like, it'd be, it, yeah, I was gonna say it'd be like it'd be like us doing a podcast on movies. That's what I was gonna say. Yep. <laughs> all right so yeah go ahead since you you know i mean i'm probably gonna have more stories of youngster because after the age of like 18 i'm useless yeah know, yeah when it comes to school so that's, that, this is perfect yeah remember when remember when so well i think so i i, I think at first we were very much in, in line i want to go through some of that because um i think you and i because we were doing well academically uh had some similar experiences were put into some similar experiences but but for me i always kind of divided up into three uh, three sections for me for education was K through three, K, uh, kindergarten through third grade. 
grade, went to Clear Lake Elementary, which is part of Oxford, uh, Oxford Public Schools. And that's when I met you on the bus in 1980, right? That's when we first met. Yeah, you, you had those silly earmuffs. How do you remember that? Oh, you did. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, yeah, I remember those. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I'll have to ask my mom about that. I, I bet. I bet there's a story there. I bet she either got them free, uh, or, or like somebody gave them to us or something, or they're on sale for real cheap. Or maybe two. She thought I would. There was less chance of me losing those because they kind of like. Uh, I don't know how you to say it. They kind of like collapse and I could put them in my pocket. So that, yeah, that's an interesting, she won't remember. That's one of the things she won't remember, yeah. but I'm sure there was a method to her madness there. But um, so, yeah, so I went to, to Clear Lake through third grade and then fourth, fifth and sixth grade, I went to a Lutheran school in Waterford, Michigan. So Waterford's about, I don't know, 25 minute drive away from, from Oxford. Um, so yeah, that school, a funny story that, that, that school, funny story. And I think I've told you this is just, um, like two houses down from my in-laws where my wife grew up. You said that and you is it still a school? Do you know? It is, it's a school, but I believe it's a charter school now. Okay. But it, it, it is a still a school. Um, you have got your public schools and you got your charter schools. There's a little bit of difference there, but, um, but yeah, um, that that school and it's 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 St. Stephen's, right? That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking it up Saint here. Steve, it was St. Stephen's, and, and um, yeah, so my my in laws live just down the road there, and that's like where my wife and uh, brother and sister in law grew up. So yeah, it's funny that you were uh, you were going there, and you know, it's funny. I I remember that road going back, kind of cutting you off a little bit. Do you remember like that road? that would cut through there where the school was on. Yep. It was like a cut through yep. from our house to go to like the Dunham's. That's right. Yes. It was. Yes. 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 Dunham's. And there was another, uh, I forget the name. Was it, go ahead. It was a Kmart there. And I don't know if there was like a, a where, like a, a appliance store. I, th- I think that's right. I don't know. I think, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. Dunham's is still there by the way. Wow. Wow. That's nuts. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt and I and I found out the in the Kmart it was there. I guess I just got word this week that that Kmart is finally closing. That was one of the last remaining Kmarts. Huh. Well, and there was another store that shut down like back when I was going to school there, but there was another store we talked baseball cards on here. This store was like a, I'll call it like a closeout, like second, not second hand, but, uh, you know, like unwanted items, like a clearance like a type store of store. Yeah, no, it wasn't, not, not, not necessarily reuse or anything, but it's just like all this extra inventory that didn't sell or whatever. Anyway, this place had, if you remember, uh, the baseball cards that had the three packs that were clear. And you would, they would, rather than a wax pack that came like you'd get it horizontally on a shelf, these, oh. these clear packs would be hanging on a. Yeah. They were bigger. Yeah. So you they had more cards in that's them. Right. That's right. That's right. So they, they had, cellophane. Yes, that's right. And the, the reason I liked those was you had, there were like three little packets and it was clear on both sides. So you knew six of the cards you were going to get. So you would dig through them yes. to find the, uh, the combination that you wanted most. So I remember that store having those and that was like a, a goal, like after school when my mom picked me up, Hey, can we go to that store so I can look and see if they got any new, uh, baseball cards? It's funny. I bet you, uh, 
my brother-in-law Todd, who, he's probably listening. Um, I bet you he knows what store you're talking about. Okay. I would guess because I I, it, it, I bet you it's right up the road there. I want to say I probably drove if it's still even there. I don't know. No, I think it closed down when I was there. But if you're looking, okay. if you were looking like off the road, Dunham's was to the left. This other store was to the far right. I don't know how else to describe it, but um, huh. yeah, it seemed like some of those places were a bit of a revolving door. But ha, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, so I went I went to the that, that Lutheran school there for fourth, fifth, and, and sixth grade. And that was a great experience and everything. Um, what you would do from there is you would go to um, there was a uh, there was a Lutheran high school, and um, I think like when I even when I left, maybe St. Stephen's was trying to go all the way to eighth grade, and then you would uh, then you would go you would uh, go to this high school. Like as an example, I had cousins who lived in Waterford; they're younger than me. Um, but they went to, cause my mom's, my mom's family is all Lutheran. So I think that's kind of why she, we went there. And so my cousins, I believe went to the school I went to, and then they went all the way through 12th grade at the, through the Lutheran school system. Um, but, uh, was not in my future. So then back then in seventh grade in 1987, uh, I went to back to Oxford schools, which then was the middle school and then followed that all the way through, um, you know, through 12th grade. So to me, when we're talking school and back to some of what you were saying, focusing on, on academics, I always like Clear Lake. I always like academics. My mom was, she was pretty disciplined with stuff. Academics. I always did well. And I think, and I liked it. Uh, Lutheran school, pretty much the same thing. It was a bit of a different experience, more of a, I guess kind of a more of a concentrated sort of focus as far as smaller classrooms and things like that. I don't remember it being like harder academically necessarily. It was good, but not necessarily harder or anything, just a little different. And then plus you had chapel and things like that, which I always liked. But then once I got to middle school, it was academics took a backseat to uh <laughs> to social life, right. girls, uh sports and um pro wrestling and it was it was somewhere maybe hanging down there in the 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 teens or something as far as my priorities um and really never back to you know never really until i went to ohio state because then i went to western michigan then i went to bible college so i wanted to go into the ministry and then transferred to ohio state and i'd say it was then i was married well not at first but while i was at ohio state working on my first degree that was when it was like hmm maybe i should take academics seriously again after a what 15 year gap and and did and have really since then but that's that's kind of how i look at in chunks that's how i look at my my academics that's funny yeah yeah, so you know, I don't know. Do you? Re- I was just kind of thinking of this, kind of going, but let's go back in time. I don't know if you remember, like your first, uh, you know, you talk about your chapters basically of their uh, kindergarten to third grade. Uh, do you remember in um, Clear Lake Elementary because we went to Clear Lake together? I remember going back to gym class. Do you remember Miss Routabush? I do. I do. I remember what pants she wore. <laughs> no. Were they sweatpants? No, she wore like culottes. I think they would be called. They were like these, uh, like wide open and not 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 bell bottoms, but just kind of these. Uh, I don't know these like big legged pants. And I always thought, huh, that's interesting for for a gym teacher. I I, I thought there was kind of t- there was a couple things that stood out to me in the gym class. Um, 
First thing is, do you remember parachute play? Yep. I, that, I was just going to say, that's probably the one thing I remember is that parachute. <laughs> so that was, if the audience out there, I hope you, you know, some of you may have experienced this, but they had a big old school parachute. The thing was duct taped up. I mean, it probably was 30 years old, it's right? It's probably from, and this thing right? was a, it was a, it, it was probably from paratroopers. It was probably from paratroopers in World War II. That's probably that's probably where it came from. That's how old it was. I'm sure this thing had. Now, all I remember is, and again, they can't have this anymore. I'm assuming, but you would do the the little themes with with uh, the parachute, right? Everyone would stand around the parachute, and you'd like float it, right? You'd like make it pop and make it go up and down. Well, then there was this thing where you'd have yarn balls. Does anyone remember yarn balls? <laughs> Wait, what we would? There's some, yeah, they were basically tennis balls, and they were more or less like outlined in like crochet yarn. And these balls were were at an outer coating of all yarn, and they were all they looked like marbles. They all different colors, and she just had crates of this yarn balls, and it was like the weirdest thing, man. So like the yarn balls would go in the middle of the parachute and you had the hole in the middle of the parachute, right? And all I remember is like all the class would be floating this parachute up and down, up and down. It was a game called popcorn. <laughs> and, and the pot and these yarn balls, you would just pop them in the air, pop, 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 pop. And you were trying to keep all the yarn balls from going in that center hole. And, and all the, the and eventually they'd pop out or they'd fall and you'd play until all the yarn balls were gone. Do you remember that game? <laughs> I I I don't remember the yarn balls. Like those yarn balls sound like a complete holdover from like the seventies. And, and let's face it, when I, we went to kindergarten in eight nineteen eighty, oh, totally. so yeah, it seems it like was, a seventies thing. Think about it. It was almost like it. Well, it, yeah. Think about seventies. It was like shag carpet right. on ball, on right. tennis balls. Right, right, yeah. I don't. Re- yeah. I remember the parachute distinctly. I don't remember the games or the yarn balls or what we played with it. But it's kind of funny <laughs> because all my kids, all my kids have gone through uh, gymnastics, right? So, like when they start, they're like three years old, maybe even two years old. They play with the parachute, right? And they do things like that where they bounce stuff on top of the parachute. But after they're like three, maybe four. They're not doing that anymore, but I, it seems like we did that like all the way through elementary, which could be could be wrong, or at least from my experience through third grade. But like I remember that being a really big part of gym class was this was this parachute. Yeah, that was weird. You know, you had and then there was the game where you had to like you had to run across the the other side of the the, the, the thing before it got you. You know, basically the, the the parachute was in the air and you had to run across, not let it hit you. Yeah, I, I wonder what. Hey, but that that was that, that that was weird, and it was like a week or two you do because I would we get gym once or twice a week, maybe I don't know, and then it was like. The parachute, I think, was like a two-week thing, you know. Okay, so I, cause I remember it. The uh, if it's only two weeks, I remember it for you know a lot for those two weeks. Uh, two things I'll add. Can you? One is, can you imagine what that parachute smelled like? Oh my god! And number two is, I remember we had to have, which makes sense, makes sense in Michigan. We had to have um, specific gym shoes. So I remember my mom. 
Kmart. Yes. Here we go. I remember my mom taking me to Kmart. Tracks. That's right. That's right. She said, I'm only going to get you the cheapest shoes because, and as a parent now, I get this, right? She's like, you're going to outgrow them in three months. And she's like, if you're only probably, like you said, only using them twice a week, she's like, we'll go. And I can remember, I got brown tracks. Those were my, those were my gym shoes. They were, they were probably like a big hunk of, of hard plastic sole. There's, you know, it's probably the worst thing for your feet. Uh, pro- I don't know. I don't know. My mom. I don't think my mom was big on Velcro. She was more from the school of you had to learn how to tie your shoes, and it, you know. So I'm not sure that they were Velcro or not. If they were cheaper, then maybe. But otherwise, she wanted me tying my shoes. Yeah, it was kind of weird, man. So you had that. Uh, I, I remember like there was another period where it was like a two week span where you'd had freaking dance, and it was like. Uh, I don't know if it was if it was like uh, square dancing or what. All I remember is you had to like run around and hold people's hands, and it was just kind of <laughs> weird, man. And I remember the hands would be like these kids' hands would be chapped, you know. <laughs> It'd be like just weird, man. You, you, it, you, I always just thought it was kind of weird. It was like I was I was I was too embarrassed or, or scared to hold a girl's hand, and I thought it was really weird when like a guy would come, a kid, a boy would come by and have to hold his hand. It was just weird, man. Yeah, and then. That was dance. Uh, that was, and then the basketball. I knew basketball. I followed basketball. The other thing was weird with basketball. It wasn't like real basketball. It was like you. He. She basically cut the court into like uh, thirds. So it was weird. Like you had like one end. These people couldn't go up the half court. They could only go up to third of the court. You had to pass it to the middle third, and then that middle third person had to pass it to the other third, and that's how you scored. I thought this is weird because this is not basketball. Mm. Like I don't even know if you, I don't even know if they let you dribble. It was like you had to pass, but you weren't allowed to go past that third of the court. Stupidest thing ever. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. And, and then I remember one last thing with Jim because in that class. Um, if kids were loud and disruptive, I remember she would just sit on the ground, crisscross applesauce, and not say a word till anyone would, would everyone would stop talking. And she would not say a word. She would sit there crisscross applesauce until everyone was quiet. And that could go on for 10, 15 minutes, I swear. I remember that. I and remember that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's just say her gym class. And Coach Riley's, uh, Coach Riley's, a little bit different. <laughs> I, mu- I much, I we talked, about, and we talked about this in another uh, another episode. Put it this way: I always preferred to play floor hockey or rowley ball thousand times over than playing parachute play. <laughs> oh wow! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're going to talk classes, you want to fast forward. I think that class had a lot more impact. But how I remember all this stuff from gym class uh, from second, third grade, I don't know. Like you say, maybe I got to get on the couch for this one. I don't know. <laughs> About your uh, your, hippie, your hippie gym teacher using these uh, silent, uh, silent protest techniques to, to discipline a class. 
<laughs> the yarn balls, I just can't get them out of my head. Oh man, it's funny the the '70s. I don't know. There are so there are so many things in my mind that just like like '70s is is what just must have been a, a crazy era. I mean, we were alive, but not necessarily in it. But just the fashions, and I don't know. It just seemed like such an interesting time. But uh, hey, so so fast forwarding a little bit, it was still Clear Lake here. But so. Um, here, I'm going to tell you my first grade experience and tell me if this is, this is how you remember it. So in first grade, so we were in different kindergarten classes that were right across, I don't know, right, right next to each other. Um, and then a uh, shout out to uh, Mrs. Cora, my, uh, my kindergarten class, you had Miss Butler. Is that right? No, Mrs. Rubel who became Mrs. Shipman. That's right. Okay. And you always had, and you always had to be careful how you said the first syllable uh, of that yeah. name after you, uh, after she was married. Yeah, that would be funny for a, a kid. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and then, and then, oh, and then, Mrs. Corum, of course, we, Mr. Corum, her husband, was a, a middle school teacher, and then Lisa Corum was a grade below us, and uh, so. Uh, no, he was a he was a high was he school. High school? Okay, was he high school? Okay, I'm thinking of Mr. Mundy. My yeah. apologies, my apologies. Get my science teachers mixed up. Yeah, Mr. Corum is in in high school, but uh, hello, Lisa and uh, Mr. and uh, Mrs. Corum, um, and then Mrs. Corum was twin sisters with Katie Corray. Who you know, like we these are a couple girls that we, you know we've kept in touch with to some degree since high school. So hi hi uh, Katie yeah. as well. Um, but uh, we uh, we um, in first grade I got a different teacher. I can't even remember who what 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 her name was. And we were there for like a few days. And I remember one day like first grade or no, second first grade. grade first. First grade, yes, I had a okay. teacher. Can't remember her name. And then after a few days, a uh, like the principal came down, I think, and says, "Hey, we're going to take a few kids from class, like maybe four of us or something." We they go out. We, they took us out in the hallway, and this was like serious. You know, I remember this is you know a very serious thing. And and they said. Uh, you're going to get switched to another class. They said, like, you, you've you proven yourself. I mean, this is like the beginning of first grade. How, how would they know this? But right. they're like, you know, you're, you've proven yourself academically. <laughs> we feel you're mature. We right. feel you're mature. Uh, well, there were some probably some missed signals there, and they said you're you're going to be in a split class under Miss Schultz. So you'll be first grade, and yeah. then and then there'll be second graders in there. And then that was my first grade was Miss Schultz in this split first grade second grade class. Now you that happened to you as well, right? Yeah, I don't remember any conversation. I may have already been in the class, but I always find that funny, right? Like if you got put in like, and I don't know if it's true, like you said, they're giving us the cell job because they probably need to fill <laughs> the class, right? That's right. right. They're, they're trying to make, but I think it was funny because I think that was the cell job, right? That you're like uh, advanced in your academics. Yeah. So we're going to put you in with a split class, you know, because you could be, handle being in a class with uh, second graders. So I, I always remember that even like at home, it's like, oh, he's in a split class. You know, that's that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, my my guess is, like you said, I, or like I just said, I, I don't know. They they made it really sound like, hey, we're brilliant. But I, I think they probably just needed yeah. to, you know, move the deck chair, move the deck chairs around that's, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and I remember that class, too. And Miss Schultz, what, what didn't she like love Snoopy? Hmm. I I can't remember that to be honest. That that sure that makes sense. Um, that makes sense, but I can't say I remember it. 
Because remember that was like the big thing in elementary, like the 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 the, the pictures that said like Joe Cool and stuff. Oh yeah, like Snoopy with the sunglasses. That was a big deal, dude. Well, uh, yes, and I remember one of my first memories of going into that class was again we're with second graders. Wow, big big time. And Ooh. and Brandon Brandon Hayfully, who was a second grader, grade above us, and he went all the way like he graduated from Oxford High School, right? I believe he's a listener. I believe he's a listener of the show. Hey man, hey Brandon. Hey, he was a neighbor. He was a neighbor of mine uh but i remember him him uh him drawing a uh, pac-man really well and i remember oh, seeing yeah. that and being like whoa dude he's a second grader and he can draw pac-man that's amazing i mean and it was like that was pac-man fever man that was that was the time so that's one of my that's one of my memories hey i wanted i wanted to quiz you uh, i wanted to quiz you on something really go ahead go ahead we can say something well it may be your quiz go ahead with your quiz first because i've got Really, kind of like two memories of that class. Okay, so so my quiz. I, I'm going to guess you probably won't know the answer to this for for good reasons. But um, Miss Shulton, as I remember, I did well. You know, did fine academically and things like that. But I also had some tendencies to uh, to um, you know get in a little bit of trouble. Do you remember what you would have to write? You'd have to write sentences in her class in perfect uh, cursive on this this. Um, this uh, lined paper, I can still remember because I had to write a lot of them. What that sentence was that you had to write over and over. Do you remember? I don't remember the sentence, but I know the format. When you say cursive, technically it was Danilian. Danilian, yeah. Well, that's yeah. I have no idea what Danilian is compared to cursive. Do you know? I do not know. I think it may have yeah. some special like loops on like the L's, you know, like Laverne and Shirley, you know, like that L. <laughs> Yeah, like that might be Danielian. I don't know. <laughs> so like you had like those little loops. That might be Danielian. Uh, I don't know. Versus cursive. I don't know. But I, I, I don't think kids, okay, kids here. don't know what cursive so or here. Danielian is nowadays. So Wikipedia says uh, Danielian is a style of writing and teaching cursive and manuscript handwriting for English derived from the Palmer method and designed to ease the learning of manuscript cursive writing. Uh, first introduced in 1978. So I think we were cutting edge. Then. There you I think go. That's, that's the that's the summary. There <laughs> is that there was some. I, 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 Oxford got some got some funding that year. They got some funding yeah, to introduce yeah. Danielian. We're we're cutting edge. Denilian. We're ahead of the curve. Between that and phonics, you need. Can you yeah, please Wikipedia yeah, so. phonics as well? Phonics. <laughs> Let's see. That's another. Uh, that's another memory from that class. Actually, I think. Do you remember? Um, you remember yeah, it was. Let's remember the, see. The so it's a workbook. Ma- you, had, you, you, had, it, you had a phonics workbook. Yep. Yep. It, uh, so it is a method for teaching and reading and writing of the English language by developing learners phonemic awareness, the ability to hear, identify and manipulate phonemes in order to teach the correspondence between these sounds and the spelling patterns that represent them. Actually, I did. I had to do like a three course sequence in my computer science degree on um on uh, linguistics, computational linguistics, actually, and so I kind of yeah. understand how some of this and how 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 languages are learned, and so this is one of the uh, prevailing, um, you know, I guess pe- pedagogies or you know methods methodologies behind it. So uh, interesting. I've not thought of phonics since probably the eighties. See, so, I can tell. You, um, see, I can tell. See, I can tell. I can tell you read, and I don't because what's the word you just said? You said a really big word. Oh, pedagogy. Yeah. What's that? 
well, that's like this. That's like the study of learning, like like how you, see, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see how much more brilliant you are than I. See, I'm asking. Yeah. I'm like a three year old. What does that mean? See, you could tell yeah. who reads and who doesn't. Well, it, well, and I, of course, I worked at a university for 20 years too. But um, yeah, and uh, it's, but it is, especially some languages, like that's one way you you learn is the sounds, right? Because, uh, well, let's not get into some uh, some yeah, you know, terrible word job of trying to teach English. But you understand. I mean, some words don't look anything, don't sound anything like they they're spelled. I know the pH phonics. It's phonics pH. Yeah, it is. It is. There you go. Right. There so, you yeah. go. There we yeah. go. Phone, probably, phonics. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. It's probably taken for that's probably the same Greek word or Latin. Who knows? But so anyway. Um. Uh. So the uh the 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 answer to the quiz was I will not disturb others. So I remember oh, having. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I bet. I bet if I put a pencil in my hand, it would just start writing that sentence. I won't even have to because I had to write that. <laughs> I had to write that so many times. Um. Uh. I remember one incident in class that uh, dealt with maybe. Be a little bit of a flu or some type of bug by one of our our uh, students in our class. Do you remember this? Uh, that was one of the memories I was going to have of this class. Uh, the first memory for, before we go to that, the first memory was we mentioned on last week's podcast was your your mom coming in on dental hygiene. So I remember she came into that class and presented. So that's the one memory I had of that class. Oh, hey, hey, and I just wanted to really quick, I, I listened back to that podcast. I thought it was hilarious, by the way, if I could compliment us. But uh, you in the podcast, you say, hey, do you remember when your mom came in? You remember like her showing us how to brush her teeth? I, I just wanted to say what you saw for an hour in that class in first grade that was my life every day. So you, so what you got for an hour, I got every day. So don't, don't like, do I remember? Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to forget. Like, yes, do I know how to tilt my toothbrush? And those, those, she would, she would bring in like a fake mouth thing, right? Yeah. And and like a big tooth, like an oversized mouth and oversized tooth. She had those at home. Like, so, so again, you're like, do you remember? Yeah, she. Like that, she had those things at home. She would read magazines and she would point things out. See, Steve, see this person with his gum disease. It'd be some person with like black teeth and like their cheek is swollen out nine inches. And she'd be like, that's what's going to happen to you if you don't brush your teeth. So do I remember? Yes, I do remember. So that's the one. And then the other one, yes, was my second really full memory of that class. And, and the name will re- remain anonymous. But I do remember um, there was a certain classmate of ours. It was a female that was feeling a little bit under the weather one day in that class. Mm. Yes, and she had uh, scrambled eggs for breakfast uh, on this particular yes. day. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. We, yep. Scrambled eggs, no question. Sat right next to me. Right next. Oh. <laughs> right next to me, and the smell. So this girl was feeling uh-huh. a little bit under the weather. Just decided to <laughs> unload. Uh, right in class, right at her desk, and just spew scrambled eggs the second time uh, all over the place. Uh, and the smell, I can still smell uh, it to this day. Remember uh, when that smell <laughs> hit my nostrils? It's it's hitting it right now. And, man, it, I, I will never forget that. And that's a story that lived on even through high school, and it still lives on today. It did. It did. I mean, that girl, I think she left our school for a while, kind of did a U. Kind of went away for another school for yep. a few years, yep. came back. And I remember when they came yep. back, it was remember when that person got sick in first grade in Miss Schultz class. Oh, oh, the smell, the smell. So she sat uh, right in front of me, or I'm sorry, I was right in front of her. And oh, yeah, I, I still remember what shirt she had on. Do you by chance know what shirt she had on? 
she had a she had a Super Bowl sixteen shirt on. <laughs> I had the exact same shirt. It was a uh, it was a uh, jersey. Uh, they call that a jersey uh, jersey shirt with the uh, the three quarter sleeves. Uh, uh, mine were red. There was a blue version and a red version. Um, I think hers were red. Don't quote me on that part. But she had a Super Bowl sixteen, which was at the Silverdome, which is why we had that shirt. And uh, yeah, I remember her having that and. Yeah, just like you said, the smell, the sound. Oh, you know, here we're we're acting like we're traumatized. Like, could you imagine being her? Right. I mean, you know, they think she's having think she's having fun through this, but um, oh yeah, definitely a highlight or low light of that uh, that that year. Yeah. So that was an interesting class. Um, one more thing, kind of real quick on elementary, and, and if you have anything else to add, please please add. But two other things: um, library class. That was oh, not class, but it was like once a week you go down to check books out. Uh, again, learning the card catalog. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, what yeah. a disaster! And and, and yeah. so that was one. And then the other one, I never understood it, and I can't believe kids still do it because like one of my kids brought one home uh, for music, and I was like, I can't believe it because I remember in music class, Miss Van Steenis class. Um, yeah. That's right. I never really realized this was even a real instrument, but I can't believe it was. It was the recorder. You remember the oh, recorder? Don't you? Oh, my kids! My my kids have been playing them this week. They yeah. they still have recorder I know. class. I and can't everything. believe it yeah, because okay. at the okay. time it yeah. was like, what's a recorder? Like I think my parents yeah, even yeah. said that you had a flute, you had clarinet. What's this recorder thing? I never could play the stupid yeah. thing. Um, but man, what a what a what a stupid instrument, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I see. I, I just, I mean, I haven't <laughs> picked up a recorder and tried to play it in a long time. But, but no, I think it's, but I think it's the most. Well, it's the least expensive, right? They're ten, five, ten bucks or whatever. And so, you know, every kid can have one, and and if they break it or lose it, not a huge deal. And but no, it teaches you basic notes and stuff. Right? That's like, right. Like, you are, dude, you are dude. That, yeah. That not only do you read, you are very musically inclined. Where. <laughs> So I'm sure Axl Rose probably played the recorder, right? Is that why you love it? <laughs> he probably, yeah. Well, that's a good question. I, that, I'm going to find that out. I'm going to scour the internet to see if there's any record of this uh, church church choir. Did is Freddie Mercury he, uh, play the recorder? Uh, he was. Uh, let's see. What did he was pianist? Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It, listen, you can play. Any kid can play. Mary had a little lamb on a recorder. Like that's that teach. That's like that's empowering. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm pro. I'm pro. I, recorder. I hated the recorder. Uh, dumbest thing ever. <laughs> did your but did your kids also have it when they were in school? I don't remember. Well, I don't remember having it much. I mean, if they did, I didn't okay. see much. My my youngest, uh, she's in fifth grade right now. She has one. I think okay, she does. Yeah. 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 But yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. But yeah. Just kind of a dumb. It's kind of a made up instrument, as far as I'm concerned. Like, read <laughs> read up read up the recorder. I mean, is the rec- okay, I'm going to ask you. It. We're saying yarn balls of the '70s and um, phonics of the '70s. I guarantee you, recorder invented. Like 1977. I would not be surprised, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like I, another, I could go with that. Like that, another, that sounds like, about right. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like Oxford was just oh, maybe, you know, no, we were like, uh, you we were, are, would. 
You you are off by centuries. Here we go. The recorder is first documented in Europe in the Middle Ages and continues to enjoy wide popularity in the Renaissance and Baroque periods, but was little used in the classical and Romantic periods. Okay, here we go. It was it was revived in the 20th century as part of the historically informed performance movement and became a popular amateur and educational instrument. In what year? So I'm trying to get a little. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to get a little bit more uh, more specific. If they, if they, if they were given. Out blue ribbon schools of excellence in the eighties. Clear Lake School was there. Okay, here. Okay, so in the nineteen seventies, when recorder makers began to make the first models of the recorders from the sixteenth and seventeenth centuries, such models were not always representative of the playing characteristics of the original instruments. Da, 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 da. Yeah, well, we'll have what to I do tell some seventies. What I tell you, it totally. It was a revival, uh, yeah. dude. Ah, here we go. Monroe, who's some author or something. Monroe's 1975 double album, The Art of the Recorder, remains an important anthology of recorder music. Yeah, so I'm thinking there's some credibility. I would like to research it before uh, we, uh, you know, we claim that our... Because my parents uh, never even heard... Because it was funny. I do remember this, like when I'd bring this recorder home, my parents were like, what the heck's a recorder? Wow, a lot of of hatred for the recorder in the Wood lineage, man. There's, you know... (laughs) Stupid. Wow. Wow. Uh, Stupid. I feel I feel if anything they can get a kid interested in some music, it's you know, I'm I'm, hey, I'm for let it. me play let hey music class, give me I'll I'll sing bingo all day. Just uh <laughs> Uh, B-I-N-G-O. Well, hey, and hey, two more things. Two, two more things. I'll sing that all day, hey, right? Hey, 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 and, 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 we, and we did have – and we did <laughs> – one more thing for music, okay? The, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the song The Titanic, Presidential Boogie, and the Edmund Fitzgerald, baby. <laughs> what are you even talking about? What is that? In music class. Uh, see, I don't remember those. I do not remember those. Yeah. You might have been gone by then, but yeah, those were some songs we had to learn. Um, and uh, that those were some uh, songs we had to learn in music. Gotcha. Yeah, see, the, the Lutheran school, which A, we did play the recorder there too, but B, then a lot of the music became hymns, right? So yeah, we probably missed yeah. out on, on some well, of that. Well, you know, of course, of course, the Edmund Fitzgerald, you know, the, uh, the right. Gordon Lightfoot classic, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. All right. Go so, ahead. Hey, uh, I'll yeah. talk over you. Go ahead. Well, and, and Miss, Miss Vandersteen, was that the music teacher's name? Miss Van Steenus. Van Van Steenus. So I, one one recollection from her class had nothing to do with music, but um, I got in a fight in the uh, in the uh, playground, and I got a bloody nose, and um, there was a, a sink in there. And so, like the 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 recess aide took me in there to get me, uh, you know, wash my face off and get some uh, get some paper towel up my nostril or whatever. So that's one memory from from that. Um, oh, you know, what? this was not on my list. I do have two more things I wanted to go through. But do you remember at Clear Lake Elementary? Uh, this you know, this is something like living in Oregon, even Ohio, probably like doesn't even like can't even fathom. But the the playground kind of dipped down into the middle, and then in the winter there would be so much yep. snow. Once it would start melting, it'd become a lake, right? Oh yeah. So uh, did you ever do this? Oh, I got one other uh, snow story from Clear Lake. Um, uh, One time uh, somebody dared me. I just walked through the, walked through the lake. 
And um, my the babysitter I had at that time because my mom was working and um, and she had a she had to come bring me extra clothes. I, I just I like basically walked into a, a, a lake. I'm like soaked from like the waist down because somebody dared me to or something. So that was that was stupid. And then and then you talk about this. I think we might have mentioned this once on a podcast before, but you talk about something that would not even I mean it'd be outlawed today. There was a safe uh snow snowball zone. Do you remember this? Oh wow. So Snakes, so oh yeah, out by the soccer fields, wasn't it? Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. And so you would they endorsed within a certain region, endorsed violence. By like just just chucking snowballs at your friends. Well, one time I think we were in. Let's see. This would have been if I'm in if I'm in sixth. So twelve minus nine is. Uh, I think I was in third grade, and this was a sixth grader. Uh, some friends of ours started chucking snowballs at each other. I picked up a piece of ice and drilled a sixth grader in the eye. I won't. I won't say the name. Because later in high school, he was a senior and I was a freshman and I was afraid he was going to get retribution on me. <laughs> Drilled him in the eye. Ah, he starts screaming. You know, you got me in the eye. I was so scared. I was scared for my life. And and like the friend, like this kid's friend's mom and my mom were friends. I remember like waiting. That mom called my mom like, and I'm like, like, like hyperventilating, listening to their conversation and it didn't even come up. And in hindsight, you know, they were chucking snowballs at me. I don't think I meant it, you know. And uh, so that's another another memory from uh, well, from then. Yeah, you're right, though. But that was the thing. Snowball was cool, right? You could do that. And snowballs were fine. Snowball fights were – but, yeah, there was always the sucker that would uh, make ice balls, right? And that's where we create the issues because you'd always get the people throwing ice balls, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my kids who you don't, don't haven't grown up a lot around a lot of snow when they're like up near, you know, my mom's up near Traverse city or something. We will be up there and I've had to yell at them. I'll be like, you can't throw ice at each other. They don't know the difference. Right. I know. I know. They can't. Yeah, exactly. They don't know. They don't know the damage that can do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like one, one will, one will explode on their back. The other will like, you know, take out their, their eyeball, break their nose, you know? Take you to get to the hospital. Okay, so Clear Lake, really quick. Second grade, um, uh, we both were in Miss McCartney's class, right? So we were in Ms. right. Miss McCartney's yes. class together. Miss McCarthy, yes. McCarthy, McCarthy, McCarthy. So, so one day she says after school, she says, um, "Scott and Steve, I, I want you to stay after school." Right? You remember? <laughs> you know where I'm going with this story? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think she said something like, well, you, you've, you've been doing really well and I, I want to reward you or something. I, I remember like yeah. being scared and I think I might have had to make the bus. Like, so I was like, well, I hope this doesn't take long. I'll miss the bus. Uh, you want to take you want to take the story from here? Well, I think what I remember is just um, at that point we had kind of stopped by and she said, you guys have been doing really good. And she, and this was about the time where the movie E.T. was really mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. With a huge hit, right? Because mm-hmm. what did E.T. come out? 1982, which is probably right around this time. Yeah. And E.T. was everywhere. Well, I remember we had uh, done well in her class, apparently. Well, she had taken it upon herself. She had gotten us two little, like, 
almost like Happy Meal toy size ETs. These are like little figurines <laughs> of uh, ET. It was like a figure. It was like an action figure. The neck would come up out of the body like ET would, right? ET phone home. And inside this, you could take the head off of this figure. So it would it would actually come out. And inside this figure was a bunch of candy. And I don't know if it was Reese's Pieces or if it was just candy. But no, it was like little, little Smarties, like little Smarties or little, something. Little Smarties, yeah, like nerds or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in this was candy. So we each got these E.T. figures that had candy in them. And uh, from that point, I don't know, like – and I'd come, we tell our parents or whatever, and and they say, "Oh, that's cool." And and I think, man, we were like, you know, you always hear the uh, <laughs> kind of the the uh, the the, uh, the the figure of speech out there, teacher's pets. Mm-hmm. I think we this was a figure of speech. I think literally we were teacher's pets. Yeah, yeah. Unvoluntarily, yeah. unvoluntarily, we didn't do anything to like kiss up or anything. I don't know. She just took a liking to us or what? It wasn't anything like totally weird, you know, but it was like, I don't know if we got really good grades. Maybe we were, I think too, like I like to draw a lot. I don't know if she was like really like artistic and she like appreciated that. So like, because I, I made good drawings, she, she appreciated it. I don't know. It was kind of, kind of weird when you really think back at it, Yeah. but uh, she gave us candy. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, and then, of course, I had the extra step of my mom's not going to let me eat this candy, right? Because she's a <laughs> hygienist. I'm not sure how I how I maneuvered around that. Um, but uh, you're right. The uh, E.T. was June of 82, so that would have been the summer before second grade. So that fits right in the, the timeline. Um, um, and, uh, you know, I know we opened and say we're going to talk about school subjects. Let me say you mentioned drawing. I do remember first and second grade um, loving to draw, uh, starting to love to draw. In fact, I even found some sketchbooks that I gave to my, my kids recently. And my daughter was like, look, Dad, you drew this and stuff. And then um, I, I, one thing for Miss Schultz class, I loved writing. I still have some like books, like the tornado suckfish was one. I remember I got an excellent like exclamation mm. point, exclamation point on it. So I remember Miss Schultz, like for some reason, really, uh, really got that uh, love of writing, which I haven't really kept too much. But that was one thing that I remembered from that class. Um, I don't know if you had any other memories of uh, writing, writing in Miss Schultz class. Yeah, I mean, I remember like writing stories and books and stuff like that, like putting that. But I did all that stuff for fun. Like, again, yeah. kind of like I said, my life like is a reverse, right? Like <laughs> I, I enjoyed that stuff back then. I enjoyed reading and writing stories and drawing. And man, if you gave me a pen right now, I mean, I'd put it behind my ear. I mean, that's about it. <laughs> oh, last thing I want to talk about the Clear, Clear Lake years for me, which I think was the last year for me, third grade, was the Wackadoo Zoo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I got a funny story about that, but go ahead. Okay, so there was uh, – well, let me, um, <clears throat> let me, let me uh, sing you since the last time uh, since 1983, 4, uh, that uh, this song would have been sung. I would have sung this song. So practice makes perfect, you see. You must repeat after me to practice each day, to live the right way. You must practice each day because practice makes perfect, you see everybody now practice yeah that was uh that was one of the songs i sang as the uh the lead uh i think it was the lead role of the professor 
of the wackadoo, yes. the whack the wackadoo zoo, which was a an elaborate, uh, you know, just high production, high, high, uh, highly attended, um, critically acclaimed theater performance by third third grade in um, in Clear Lake Elementary in 1983-84. Is that right? Yeah. So basically, yeah, it was a uh, a class play, a high high like you said, highly produced. Uh, production, lots of special effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was with our music class. Mrs. Van Steenis had put that on. There mm. was also another, there was also another uh, music teacher, Mrs. Payne. So I think they mm. co-produced that. And basically it was the wackadoo zoo, right? So you had the professor, which was yourself, the lead, lead role. And then there were several animals mm-hmm. in this play and, 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 there, and you had lead roles by animal, but then the choir section where basically mm. all the kids would stand in the risers or the bleachers, you know, you'd stand up, everyone was different animals, right? So, you know, yeah, I don't know if you had alligators, you might've had frogs, you might've had bears. I happened to be a pig. So we had a, had a pink outfit, and I think my my I think my mask was a paper plate painted pink yep. with ears and holes and cut cut out of them, and um, yeah, and then we would sing. Now I now here's the part with this. This is this is very interesting that you bring this play up because I had actually forgot about it. But one thing that sticks out to me is I was not at the time really. Hey, uh, I was I was pretty shy, you know, not wanting to get out of attention. So I just kind of stood in the background and. Uh, was one of the the singers, right? So the the funny thing is, I think we had three productions of this. I think we had one at school. We might have had, um, I might have had four. I think we did two like during uh, school on two different days, and we had two evening performances. Well, anyways, all I remember is I was supposed to be the narrator mm. um, and introduce a certain part, not the whole play, just the introduction. I was supposed to like do the introductions of, of the, the play. It wasn't a very long part, but I remember I had that the one night production. My parents were going to be there and everything. And I remember I got there. We had, I was ready to go. I had all my lines down. Like I said, it wasn't long. And we get to the start of the play and they forgot they forgot. They didn't send me up. Whoever was whoever was supposed to, you know, just basically did it on their own. I don't know if the teacher announced it, but it was supposed to be me. And I remember come coming home. I remember just bawling because my part got taken from me, and the te- the teacher forgot. And every other play, whoever was in that role. They didn't forget they got to do their part. And again, it was probably like two sentences. It wasn't a big deal. But I was crushed, dude. <laughs> Did they apologize the one- to you? Because you would think. No. No. Wow. No. Wow, they never just- remembered. It never even came to them. It just never even. They never thought about it. It was just. It was an oversight. And you didn't you say know? anything? You didn't say anything? Of course not. Of course I did. Of course uh, I did. Because that's. You wonder if like that's. Uh, you know. You do the right thing. You'd want to like work you into the next one. Like split the role with the other person. Or just just make up some lines or something. You know to add in. Yeah. Or something. Oh wow. Oh that's funny. Well. But, go ahead. No I was going to say. So. Um. We're going to, I think we're going to have to continue this episode. Yeah. Uh, and make this into a two parter. We're going, we're, you know, we thought we'd get an hour going. Uh, we'd be through all the way through high school. We haven't gotten past third grade and we're an hour in. So, on, so, on, so on that note, rock and roll for life. 
All right, it's our weekly new segment, Rock and Roll for Life, where we bring to you new artists that we feel are contributing to rock and roll. You know, we, we keep thinking, hey, it's dead, it's dead. We're always talking stuff, 70s and 80s. Well, there are some good bands. I, I, I like the last couple we've talked about. It, it's kind of opened my eyes, and um, uh, it's it's been good stuff. You've had a couple of good suggestions. I've gotten some feedback on a couple of mine. Um, what do you think of this segment so far, Fish? Uh, yeah, this has been this has been a lot of fun, um, and I, I you recommended this, and I think it's great. And the introduction, a uh, little snippet there, is is incredible. Um, I, I I wanted to not that we can do this every time because this would just delay, and we can't just pile on every every band we've talked about so far. But I did want to make a, a couple mentions here. One is the first uh, time we did this segment, I mentioned Mondo Cosmo. He released a single this week called Generator, which is my favorite. He's released three songs of an upcoming album so far and generator is my is my favorite and most of uh, represents why i love his music it's not hard rock it's it's atmospheric moody almost kind of like sad sort of vibey music yeah. but um generator check it out really like it uh the other thing i wanted to say last week you mentioned dirty honey and uh, you and i yep. have, have been going back and forth i've been listening to them still and and, and loving loving their ep um Totally out of the blue, have a have a friend out here in Portland uh, through our through our kids, um, and we've gotten to be uh, good, you know, some pretty good friends with them. And and uh, we've been to one show together. We saw Gloria Sons and Struts and Pink Slips together. Uh, we've talked about lots of other shows together. And uh, out of the blue, the other day, he texts me. He says, "Dude, you got to check out Dirty Honey." And, um, and I'm like, I'm like, that is so funny. I said, I said this, this old buddy from high school and everything, uh, said, said, you know, we've been, we've been vibing on them and, you know, we were liking them and everything like that. And he said unsolicited, I'm going to pull up his text here. Um, he says, um, they sound like, uh, eh, let me find it here. Um, Anyway, I can't find it, but he said something around they he, he they reminded him of Poison and, and Firehouse was uh, where he went. Really? Yeah, which I thought was interesting. Really? Yeah, I said I can yeah. I, I can hear both of those, but not necessarily um, uh, the first that I would uh, I would come up with. But I think uh, maybe this and he, he liked a lot of the same music that that we like um, back in high school and stuff. And uh, I, I thought, well, maybe he's. Um, uh, maybe he's picking up on some of the vocals, which uh, uh, certainly, yeah. and, and I always say this with the new rock, if there's anything that's a lot different, it's the vocals. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just making an observation. And I do feel right. that Dirty Honey goes back to that that spot of some of the music that we've that we've really grown up yes. grown up liking. So uh, so he, yeah, I found that text. Poison mixed with Firehouse, question mark. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's funny. He's, I haven't, I haven't seen him or talked to him further, but we'll get our, We'll get our Dirty Honey update together when we do. Nice. Well, hey, um, I'm going to – you mind if I go first this week? Go for it. All right. So we've kind of been talking, um, you know, the, the newer rock and so forth. I, I stumbled across this one, and um, it's actually attributed to you a little bit. Uh, you may or may not have heard of this band, but um, you you actually introduced – and I'm not going to make this my pick this week, but a lot of people may out there have heard of, of Rival Sons. Mm. Um, and, uh, they're so good. So, but that's not my pick this week. Um, if anyone wants to check out rival sons, go ahead. A great sound. Matter of fact, that sound almost the lead singer, um, jump a little bit. I want to get your thoughts. Do you think that vocals a little bit of a Paul Rogers? 
Hmm. Hmm. I see that. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Kind of, kind of going back to that sound, you know, like we said of the past. But anyways, interesting how um, all of these, um, you know, these, like we said, the uh, the AIs and the um, just the way that Spotify and Apple Music recognizes. So this was kind of odd. I got introduced to this uh, band through a shuffle play of Rival Sons Radio, which to me really makes no sense because <laughs> when I think this band. And you may or may not have heard of them. I'm thinking we're going back to the 80s, man. We're going back to 80s. We're going back to that sound, um, hair band, glam metal, whatever you want to call it. Um, they are uh, an Australian band, and they've been around really for over 10 years now. They've had some kind of um, underground success. Uh, they've been in... Um, I want to say rock band, one of those games. Um, they've actually had some theme songs mm, with WWE, mm. which I didn't realize. Um, have you heard of the band Airborne? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to play a little clip from you. Um, this is off the, this is their title track off the album Bone Shaker, which just got released at the end of October. And I'm going to play this. I'm going to get your thoughts on what you might have some similar thoughts here. But here we go. Here is Airborne Bone Shaker. Airborne is the name of the band. That's Bone Shaker. Any thoughts on that? Any, yeah. any sounds that kind of peek out at you there? Oh, that's a it's what an LA Guns type of sound. Uh, you know, dirty eighties rock. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little Tesla. Yeah, little little Tesla. Maybe a little dirtier than Tesla. Vocal. You know, ACDC comes to mind. Um, Priority over overly thinking about them because it's Australia. But yeah. um, well. Yeah, you know, and they have been compared to ACDC. Um, they do have a, a similar sound to that. But when I first heard this, kind of just through, again, the uh, um, just some random songs would pop up. They got another hit, Too Much, Too Young, Too Fast. Um, it's from like about 12 years ago. Um, I'm thinking just, man, this is just an 80s, like you said, kind of dirty, kind of hair band kind of sound that, hey, they're producing stuff in the 2000, almost 2020. So kind of fun. Um, if you listen to it, they've got that kind of classic, uh, hair band backup mm-hmm. vocals, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> where they just jump in, you know, which is kind of fun. So that's my band this week. Um, like I said, they've had some, they've had some songs for WWE, um, for some of their pay-per-views. Um, they actually just had a song in the, uh, the Cobra Kai series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's watched that on YouTube. It's kind of a, uh, sequel to uh karate kid series as grown-ups but anyways airborne's my band this week check them out yeah yeah that, that's a good sound i have not heard of them and i'll check them out uh their wikipedia page 20 2015 has a picture of slash with an airborne shirt on so uh 
I was going to bring that up to you. <laughs> I was actually going to let you know on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if Slash endorses it, that, yeah. that might be a good thing, right? Good enough for Slash, good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I, I seriously, I will check them out. That's a good, good sound. Uh, I, um, I worked at, at Ohio State. I worked with somebody from Australia and uh, she helped me get in touch with uh, more, it's more like 90s uh, um, uh, Australia rock. But uh, there's some good music out of Australia that I don't think really exports a lot. Um but uh, okay. yeah, because she she turned me on to some bands. None, none come to mind right now, but uh, some some good stuff. Um, so all right, so for my pick this week, I'm going to. I know I've mentioned them once or twice on the um, on the podcast, but it's a band or, or again, kind of a guy I think um, out of Brooklyn called Des Rocks, and that is spelled D E S space R O C S. In fact, I had to watch a YouTube video interview to uh, hear. <laughs> Here, how you pronounce the name, but it's um, like I said, it's a guy. I follow him on Instagram, and um, the clips are usually it's just of this guy playing guitar, you know, and, and things like that. There's a band when he tours, which I don't think they've toured extensively. I don't think they've been around a lot, maybe a year or two. Um, but the guy's name is Danny Rocco, and uh, they've got an EP that's out there on apple music and everything um i think it's just called des rocks uh no no let the vultures mm. in ep and uh it's just it's just good rock and roll like a lot of modern rock it's got some electronics yeah. and things like that um but sure. i think the first song that i heard from them there were two that i really like on this ep let me live and used to the darkness i like all of them um yeah, but I'll play. I'll play. Let me live slash let me die, which was the first first song I, I heard from them. Here we go. So there you have Des Rocks. Um, they're opening for Glorious Sons uh, starting the new year, and they're playing Portland in February. So, huh. yeah, I plan to get to see them live. Uh, you know, only a total of like seven or eight songs out there on Apple Music, but um, or Spotify, I'm sure, and everything. But uh, good stuff. So check them out, Des Rocks. Des Rocks. That's, where are they from again? Do you know Brooklyn. where they're from? Brooklyn. Oh, they are Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, Brooklyn, almost sounded a little English. Yeah, almost sounded a little English sound. Yeah, almost. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I hear some influences. Maybe some of the, you know, Bowie type influences, and then just yeah. good, good straight ahead rock. I I read some interviews on him. Uh, some of his influences, I know he talked about, but it was in it was in wheelhouse of of bands that we like. Oh, I had a Zeppelin. Yeah, he made he made a lot of. Sure. Zeppelin uh, comments of just uh, not just their music, but just kind of how they, uh, just how big their music was and sort of their reputation, I guess. Well, cool. Well, awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check them out. Good stuff. Well, another week in the books here. Um, I, today we're actually recording on a Sunday, so I'm sure the text uh, 
will come and be coming through uh, Lions Cowboys today. Yeah. This, by the time this uh, time this hits, who knows what the Lions are going to do? Yeah, you know? yeah. And who knows what Matthew Stafford's future is, man? It doesn't uh, the the. Ah. The back problem he has. I'm not a doctor, but yikes, it doesn't uh, doesn't sound great. So you know what I thought, and I know we've talked about this in the podcast. Uh, his his wife had a uh, had a brain tumor, and I was just reading right. an article said she's had her surgery. There's still recovery period, but she's on the upswing, and so all the best to her. And I thought, well, you know what? Maybe this is nice. He can spend uh, spend some time with her who knows um you know you don't want anybody to be injured but maybe that's the silver lining in this but yeah get get better uh more importantly his wife and what she's facing but also matthew stafford so we can enjoy some more years as a lions quarterback which was the the plan i think yeah exactly well hey um sounds good this week uh saturday will be tomorrow and by the time this uh dumps uh Going to be heading out and seeing a little winger. I decided nice. to do it. I got my ticket. Going to be headed for a heartbreak, baby. <laughs> and uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, we will continue our conversation on school. We will we'll do that in an upcoming episode. It probably won't be in two weeks, but we will continue this conversation. Should be fun. Uh, until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time at Remember When. Well, thanks for joining us today, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of Remember When. Tell us how we're doing. We would love your feedback. Please give us a rating online. Tell your friends and family about us. We are really looking to grow this podcast, and we hope everyone's enjoying it. Don't forget to hit subscribe on the podcast you're listening to so you can get regular updated episodes sent directly to you. Thanks again, everyone. Until next time, we will see you at Remember When.